When a person follows his intellect and his cleverness, he may fall, he can fall into mistakes and pit, many pitfalls that will come to very, very bad things, very big bad things. So let's just internalize the words that Rav Nachman says, that when a person follows his cleverness and his intellect, he can fall into mistakes that could lead to pitfalls or failures or obstacles or stumbling blocks that will lead to Rois Gedolus, to very bad, evil things. Now he says, V'yesh, and there were people, Shekil Kalu Harba, that they did tremendous damage in the world, Kegoin, like Harashoim Agdolim Ma'oyed HaMafursonim, like these very big, famous Rishoim, Shehitu HaSa'olam, that they misled the world. All of that that they did was all because they followed their cleverness and their intellect. So let's just stop here at the paragraph for one second. So Nachman is telling us the following, that what is falling? He's really telling us what, how do we fall? And soon later he, he's more expressive about it. When we fall away from Hashem, it's because we are following our own Seichel and our own intellect and our own cleverness. And how, what's the stages of falling? There are three stages of falling. It starts off with a mistake, and the mistake leads to failures, pitfalls, and then it leads to evilness. How, no one's born evil. A Russia is not born a Russia. He becomes a Russia. How did he become a Russia? Because he took. He attributed, notice if he medayik on the words, the Rebbe says, He's not saying that you, uh, Hashem gave us a gift of seichel and cleverness. He doesn't say, soon you'll see how, what he says, what we're supposed to do, but he's not telling you not to use your brains. But not to attribute any of your successes or in life or to your cleverness and your intellect. Because if you're going to do that, you're going to make a mistake. And if you continue to do that, the mistake is going to become a failure. And if you continue to do that, then that failure will become evil. And everybody can see this. Like, when are you challenged with this? So, I think that I'm challenged with this from the second I wake up in the morning until I go to sleep, and maybe even when I'm sleeping. Why? How many times do we make decisions a day? Every second. Every second, even if you didn't make the decision now, you made the decision once upon a time, and you just know that when this situation arises, this is what you do because you. But there was a process to making your decision. Whatever decision you're making, you're going through a process. And soon we're going to see what the process is. But that means that you're challenged. There's a challenge in my process here that if I'm going to be following my seichel and my chachma. I could fall into mistakes that could lead to pitfalls that could become evil. Or maybe not, but it's a challenge. That means he's talking to some you about something that's happening to you every second of the day. Now let's continue. Says Rav Nachman Vaita. The Iker Hayahadus, the essence of Judaism, Hurak is to go in a way of simplicity 
and innocence without any cleverness or any kind of sophistication. One second, we have to stop here because this is Mamish. He's this is again. This is the typical. Now we understand why he was so controversial. The Iker Hayahadus, the essence of Judaism, the biggest thing. There's nothing more important. I would have said Emuna, Tvila, Torah. What do you mean? That's how I learned in Yeshiva. Comes Reb Nachman and says, No, I have a new thing to tell you. You know what the essence of a Jew is? To me, Mishapshitas. It's a bomb. So we have to first open space and say, wait a second, let's hear him out. Maybe he's on to something over here, but it's different. And we, our, okay, my daughter was just telling me yesterday that she was reading in therapy, this stonewalling. I, 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 it's the first time I heard about where, when a person stonewalls, where they don't let you and they don't give you any space because they're protecting, they, they're afraid that, don't stonewall this. Because you could stonewall it. Because what do you mean? What are you t- talking about? The Iker Judaism is a Munah. What are you saying? So I'm saying, don't stonewall it. Hear him out. Because when you hear him, I think you're going to be not just fascinated in your mind, it's going to change your life. I think so. It changed mine, and it's changing mine. And now, He's saying, what is the way of a Jew? What is the way of Judaism? The essence of a Jew is to go in the way of simplicity and innocence without any kind of sophistication or cleverness. And now he's going to explain, he's going to say exactly what I mean. And to look at every action that I do. That there should be godliness in my action. And not to be concerned at all with self-glorification, self-pride, self-validation, self-esteem, anything self. He doesn't say not to have it, but he said that should not be, I shouldn't be concerned with it. What What should I be concerned with? If I'm bringing honor to Hashem, then I'll do the action. And if not, then I won't do the action. So it seems to be very, very simple. What is Reb Nachman telling us? The way of a Jew is to see that in every action that he does, there should be godliness in his action, not to look at self-glorification, self-validation, self-pride, or self, 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 <clears throat> but to be concentrated on one thing, if there's covered Hashem in the action, then I do it. And if there's not, then I don't do it. Pretty simple. The Azai, he gives Aftacha, this is again Reb Nachman, Bevadai, bevadai means for certain. There's no question that if a person goes in this way, he will never be nichshal, he will never fail. Does anybody know what the feeling of failure feels like? I'm, I don't know about you, but whenever I do everything to protect myself from feeling that feeling of failure, I want to run away, I don't want to feel failure. So either I want to run away or I convince myself and the world that I didn't fail, even when I did fail. And that's when you come to evilness, by the way. That's if you follow the three steps of falling, that's really what happens to us. That what happens is we make a mistake and we don't own the mistake. And then we're challenged with it again, and then it becomes a failure. But we if we, we can't meet that feeling of failure, so what we do is we say what we find a way to justify it. 
And when we do that, that's when we become evil. And any kind of justification, even if you did, it's evil, first of all, to yourself, but not only to yourself, but to others. Like, like Rav Nachman says, when a person continues on this way, not only is he hurting himself, but he will mislead the world. He'll mislead the people around him. He'll mislead the environment. Or he'll be challenged with the environment. So this is something that we are mamish going through every second of the day. And if we are not aware, and we have no awareness on it, this is what we do. We justify, we justify, we justify, we justify until we won't fall into failure. Now, so now that we know this beautiful, this is only the header of the Torah. We, <coughs> I don't know how old you guys are, but I'm 54 years old. So 54 years of my life, most of the things, all of a sudden when I look back, I'm seeing most of the things were kvaidatsmai. Even my ruchnis, even my spiritual things are about kvaidatsmai. Even right this second, I'm here. It's about, hopefully, you guys are going to like it and you're going to say, wow, you did a great job. I'm going to feel really good about it. And then it's going to be kvaidatsmai, even though I really wanted to be kvaidatsmai. But it's a challenge. There's nothing that's not challenged. That means what Rabbi Nachman is telling me is that I'm challenged equals equals The way to be know if I'm doing Hashem or I'm doing Kvaidatsmay is am I doing is my action bringing glory to Hashem or is my action bringing glory to myself? Is my action doing something in in, in Gashmis for sure we're challenged with this. But in Ruchnius it's even harder. Because many, many times we are, not many times, almost all the time, the things that we're doing is because of either peer pressure or competitiveness or how is it going to look if I don't come to Diamond Shul and this guy knows it. And everybody knows what they're going through. And, and, and I'm not saying, you know, so we're not saying that uh, you shouldn't do it. We're just saying that we need to change the chip. We need to change the place inside us. What is the compass? What is the GPS chip? The GPS chip that's within us, that's navigating us to do and not to do is always kvaidatsmai. And, and we need to change that chip to the chip of kvaidashem. Problem is that I, I messed up so much till now with kvaidatsmai. How am I going to change that chip? for the future, and even if I do change the chip for the future, what about the 54 years that I didn't have this chip? Says Reb Nachman weiter. So Reb Nachman is telling us now, this is even when you fall, and he's going to talk about falling. I told you, this Torah is all about falling. Even when you fall into doubt, v'yesh, and there are those Mm-hmm. There are those that fall, and their fall is very, very big, Rahman al-Islam. and he explains what he means that they fell so big. Shenoifel is they fell into doubt. The Hirhurim, and what's the word? Heretical. Heretical thoughts. that he is Hashem Says Rab Nachman, Afal PK, no matter what madrega of falling you fell, from the smallest madrega that started with doubt, that led to, her, her, I, I always, I can't, her, not her, heresy is kfira. 
It's the thought of kfir, which we're going to talk about in a second. It's not even kfir yet. It's when, you know, I have a hirim, a hiravera. What's a hiravera? Hiravera means, we'll talk about it in a second. Says Rabbi, now first, Afel became know that no matter what kind of fall, even if you're that guy that was mata, that misled the world, and you're that guy that you did all the bad in the world, that you got so evil, that not only you did evil to yourself, you're doing evil to everybody else, no matter what, know that this nefila is an opportunity for you to go up. No matter where you are, while you're full, is an opportunity. Unbelievable, different concept. It's a whole different... Svarim bring nefila tzorech that the purpose of the... I need to go down in order to go up. I once heard from my mashgiach, he said, you know, Mount Everest, in order to climb Mount Everest, the mountain's not one slant, one slope from the top to the bottom. The way if anybody goes skiing, the mountain goes like this and like this. And order, if I want to climb up a mountain climb that wants to get up to the top... The way to get up the top is that you go up and down. Rabbi Nachman saying something else. The fall, the entire fall, no matter where you fell, no matter how low you fell, there's a purpose to it. There was, there was an intent to this fall. The intent is that it's an opportunity for you. The purpose of it is really to go up. The purpose of falling, every time we fall, why can't we just be... You know, it's a beautiful, I'll tell you a nice uh, word that I heard. The Gemara says that the Ger came to Shammai. Everybody knows this famous Gemara. The Gemara says, Teach me the Torah on one foot. Shammai pushed him away. He pushed him away. And Hillel told him, What you don't like done to you, you shouldn't do to your friends. So I heard a chesidisha taich on it. The ger came to 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 Shama and he said, "Tlamdeni as kol atorah kula al regalachas." I see that Jews Yidin have alias and yiridas. They go, they fluctuate. They go one day he's a oved Hashem, one day he's a galach malach, galach malach, galach malach. I want to go al regalachas. I want to go without fluctuation. I just want to be a you know, regular guy at fifty miles an hour all the time, you know, on a cruise. So Shammai told him, sorry, he pushed him away and he said, it's not Shaykh, the, the world was created with Aliyah and Yeridus. Mm-hmm. He went to Hillel and Hillel said, you know why the world was created that we have to go up and down? Because there's no two people that are ever in the same situation. When your friend is down, pick him up. And when you're down, your friend's going to pick you up. So the reason why we go to Aliyah is we go through this journey. <laughs> so Rabbi Nachman is telling us that we are going through these falls on purpose. It's, there's a purpose to the fall. It's not, it. I fell. I fell off the bed and it's a mistake. It's not a mistake. The falls, and he says, So I want to talk about two things before, because the next part of the Torah is going into the mechanics. I can go. But I feel like maybe, you know, you know, tafasta marubaloi tafasta. And let's just get this thing, at least let's talk about the fall. Let's get this part down pat. So Reb Nachman is telling us again, the stages of falling are that I make a mistake. The mistake leads to failure. The fa- failure leads to evilness. And now he says that the fall that I'm falling is three steps also. It starts with doubt. 
the doubt becomes a hero until Amahara Acha Hashem is So let's try to they see if these three correspond to the first three that he said before, which they do. For sure. But let's understand what is the difference between Suffolk and Hira? What's a Suffolk is a doubt, and Hira, I kept, I keep, I, I don't know why I can't say that word, but uh, heretical thoughts. What's the difference between doubt and heretical thought? Hira. Well, how do you, well, that's, anybody? What, what, what says like this? So let's think about it. Doubt, where is doubt? Where, when I doubt something, where am I doubting it? What part of my body? It's in my brain, right? <clears throat> when I'm doubting, I'm usually when something, when I'm in doubt, I'm in doubt, it's usually 50-50. I'm not sure. I could give you both sides. That's what doubt is. Because if I had, what is hira? Ramachal says later, a hira is in the heart. Hira is hira later. When the emotion gets involved with my doubt and it pulls to one side, whether it's a hira vera or a hira tshuva. We can have a hira both ways. Mm-hmm. We can have a hira to the positive, we can have a hira to the negative. But the heart, the emotion, is pulling, putting some... So I say like this, this is my perception. In doubt, it's 50-50. When once the emotion gets involved, it's not 50-50 anymore, depending on the person. It go, moves up to one side. We do an avera, an actual avera. What happens when we did that Avera? We had to have said that Hashem is not in this place. Even if we believe that He's everywhere, but in order for me to be able to do that Avera, I had to be, say that you're everywhere, but right now, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to be conscious about that you're here. You're not here. I am now giving it, in that Misa, I am giving it complete 100% to the Tzad Hashlili. Now, if I do a mitzvah, same thing. I'm going through, it's doubt, Suffolk, is, are you here, Hashem, or are you not here, Hashem? And now, I'm doing a hero tshuva, so I'm giving more. So now you'll help me in the English way of saying it, because I didn't say it with the high vocabulary that you said it. But it's, that's, so what he's telling you is these three stages, it starts with doubt. Everything we do and every decision because even the decisions that you think you don't have doubt, you once upon a time had doubt. Mm-hmm. In order to get to that decision, you had to go through the steps of doubt before you made a decision because you don't know. You don't know. So even, even if you had someone to teach you, you had to have doubt before the person taught you and you believed that his way is going to be. And even when you did it, you weren't 100% sure that it was going to happen, that it was going to be that way until you actually did it. So every process of every single decision is coming from a place of Suffolk. Suffolk is not a bad thing, but I can make a mistake in a Suffolk. The Rebbe said it could fall into mistakes because Suffolk means I have doubt. It's 50-50. Sometimes I'll do the right thing. Sometimes I won't do the right thing. I could make mistakes. Mistakes, everybody makes mistakes. Anybody have a business, they know that any businessman knows, I used to say this all the time, is that mistakes, it's okay if you make it one time. If you make it a second time, that means it's not a mistake. That means because you didn't learn from it. So mistakes are part of growth. In order to learn, we make mistakes. But when the person doesn't want to own the mistake, and uh, anybody familiar with that? Because I feel like it's everybody. We all have that challenge someplace in our relationships, in business, and definitely in Avodah Hashem, where we don't want to own the mistake. And then 
what happens is that mistake becomes repetitive, mm. and in order to then we justify it so that and we don't want to meet failure. <laughs> Who wants to meet failure? So we justify it, and then that's when we become evil. That's when we become bad. So the pras, and that's when we do our various. So Rabbi Nachman is telling you, you know why you're falling, you know how you're falling. It all starts with one thing. You. Kvayd atzmai. It all starts that everything is about you and everything is around you and you're in front and center as the GPS to everything. And that's why you fall to mistakes and that's why those mistakes become pitfalls and that's how you become evil because it starts with doubt that become, help, help me with the word, I can never say it, and until it becomes heresy, till it becomes kfira mamish in that place. But, so, so, so how do we change this? What are we going to do to change? When we start all of a sudden, gewalt, when you get this awareness, you start looking back and you're saying, gewalt, where am I? Because everything is about me. Everything is about me. Come on, be honest. Everything is about me. Yeah, there's covered Hashem also, like we said, and it's true. We're not, I'm not denying. But we could live a higher conscious of trying to connect to not just being the Lishalai Lishma, maybe a little bit Lishma, and start changing that chip. How? Why should I? I <laughs> I'm so conditioned this way. I don't even know how I'm gonna do this. So I don't want to. I mean, I, I, I feel bad. I, I, I know because I could get carried away and I could talk for a very long time. My wife tells me all the time, so keep cutting. The rest of the Torah, the rep, first he goes through the mechanics to explain why the nefila is the tachlis of Aliyah. And he goes in to explain to you how the world was created. And really, here, I'll just give you one little uh, tidbit on it. but I'll, and, and I'll bring you the the Eitzah, which is really, we'll talk about the Eitzah outside, and I encourage you, I'm encouraging everybody. This is a gift. I'm telling you the biggest gift that anyone ever gave you in your life, if you let it in. Because if you use this Eitzah, you're going to change your life. Your spirituality, your connection to Hashem is going to change. And don't worry, you're not becoming Brazil, just connect. Connect to Hashem. Yeah, I am a missionary, but I'm not trying to get you to be Breslov. I want you to learn his Torah because if he could change me, he could change anybody. And I'm telling you, I'm changing. I'm not the be- I still challenge, but I'm changing. I'm not the same person I was yesterday. Every day is a new day in Avodah Hashem, and every day it's Hayyim and Bekayla Tashemah. Says Reb Nachman. Let me ask you a question. The, the, the creation, the world was created... Is that an aliyah or is it a yirida? The creation of the world, was it a aliyah, something to go up, was it, or a yirida? It's a yirida for the purpose of aliyah. Same as entering Eretz Yisrael. Exactly. So that's what Rav Nachman is going to prove. He's going to prove not only is the creation, but every blade of grass in the creation has a purpose. And the purpose, in order to go through that purpose, if we know how does... Uh, a tree grow, you plant the seed. Do you know what happens to the seed until the tree grows? Mm. It goes through till it rots, till it mamish goes through shiva madurganim. How about human beings? Do you know how a human being is conceived? Mitipasrucha. What does it mean, tipasrucha? The Chazal tells us. Ayim basa, mitipasrucha. Lana toilach, 
offer rima v'seleya. What's a tipas rucha? Tipas rucha is seed that smells that rotted when if you know anything i don't but if you do know about science of how it works it has to go through the transformation of your reader that what came first night or dark uh, day or night we know night came first why the says first comes darkness and then comes light the way the Abish that created the world is with the it, the world is created with a Yerida, with a Nefila. And but in that darkness is the light. It's not the darkness will bring the light. In the darkness is the light. And that's what Ramnachman is telling us. And when he goes through the mechanics, he says that the origination of the creation of the Bria was where the Akash made Yeshma'ain. There was nothing. And he had to create something from nothing. And Chazal, t- uh, I'm sorry, Darizal explains on a Kabbalah thing, and I'm, I'm not going to get into it, but that if God was ain't safe, unlimited, and infinite, how could something finite and defined be created from infinite? Because anything that infinite creates would also be infinite. How could there be definition? So he explains how it happened, which I'm not going to go into it right now, but... The point is that when the Abishtha created the world, there was a vacuum. There had to be a vacuum of his life. There had to be a vacuum of his life because any little bit of infinite would be all of infinite. So he made a vacuum. And there's a machloik, how there's godliness in the world. But everything that exists in the world that is finite, there's nothing in the world that's forever. So everything has a definition, everything is finite, everything has a gvul, a boundary, even if the boundary is very big, but everything has a boundary. So the Abishta made that he, that he's here and he's not here, and that's why the the game of hiding or seek is the game that we're that Abishta plays with us. It's not really a game, but he wants us to reveal him from this world, Dafka, from this Suda that we're eating now, and the materialistic part from when we go to business and make masamat and when we talk to our wives and our children and our friends and everybody that we meet, we have opportunity. The opportunity is. To reveal a Hashem's covet. Says Rab Nachman, this, all the, when the Abishta created the world, Beratius in the beginning, everything was created, but there was no Mimer. The, 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 he didn't say, there was no Vayoyma. Every, after Beratius, there was Vayoyma Likim. God said, Nasa Adam, let's make man. Uh, there was a mimer. Hashem said that this is the way it's going to be. Beratius, there was no mimer. There was no one to talk to because there was nothing. That place of Beratius is called a mimer, even though it's not a vayomer, because it's a, called a mimer asosum. It's a concealed mimer that's so concealed that we have no access to it. So the only way we can access that mimer, which is the origination of creation, is by saying, where are you, Hashem? Where is Hashem? By saying, where are you, Hashem? You're really saying, I know you're here, but I can't find you. Says Rab Nachman, that when we fall, when we're falling, what, what, how do we fall? We fall because doubt. And we said those doubts lead to mistakes, that lead to pitfalls, that lead to evilness, and make us do our various. Because what are we missing? There's a void. We are missing, every time we do something, we have a void that makes us, we don't want to feel that feeling. 
We don't feel that feeling of emptiness. We don't feel the feeling of failure. So if someone's an alcoholic, he drinks alcohol. If someone is, uh, uh, you know, uh, other uh, things, he runs to other avarice. Each person has different things that numb the pain of feeling. Some people run to Torah. And, and it's an addiction also. We're all addicts, by the way. All of us, we are all addicts. It's an addiction too. But the point is, what are we running away from? We're running away from that feeling of void, that feeling of emptiness, that feeling of, where are you, Hashem? Says Reb Nachman, if you recognize that place and you say the words, where are you, Hashem? I know you're here, but I don't see you. I don't feel you. That is the purpose of your fall, to come to that place of recognizing why? Because that's how the creation was created. And really, you're restarting and resetting the entire creation. But let's not go to the global thing. Let's talk about yourselves. So 54 years of life, and I was conditioned with following my own covered. I was conditioned in the way where, so how am I going to change it? You know what? I'm going to stop thinking with my seichel and my chachma that I could understand Hashem and I could understand my journey. I'm going to accept betmimas of pshitas. I'm going to just accept that every acceptance, acceptance that everything that I'm challenged with and everything that I'm going with, and even the negative feelings that I'm feeling and the negative situations that I'm inside, these are nefilas, and these are opportunities for me to say what aye mekayim kavodai. Where are you? I know you're here. Where are you? Please, Hashem, let me find you. And when you do that, you're going to see, and I'm telling you, this is, it's Rav Nachman Zavtocha that he said, but I'm telling you, that when you say Aye, a hundred times a day, because every time you're challenged, you're saying, Hashem, I know you're here, but I don't feel you. I, where are you? You're going to see that you're going to look back and you're going to see in your challenges that you were challenged with today and yesterday and the day before but you search for Hashem you use the new GPS uh, uh, chip in your brain instead of yourself you're saying I'm challenged I don't know where you are I'm, I'm going to go to me I'm going to go to no, no, no I want to stay with Hashem so where are you Hashem? And you, the Rebbe says, You're yearning and you are in pain. Where are you, Hashem? And you scream, Ayay! With that kind of a scream, guaranteed that you're not going to meet failure anymore. Guaranteed that you're going to see a different life. Everything is going to change. Your relationships are going to change. Your, your, your relationship with yourself is going to change. Your relationship with Hashem is going to change. Your relationship with everything that's happening, and when you come to an environment in Edison, New Jersey, and you don't know a soul beforehand, and you're thinking about the whole time on the way here, driving here, what am I going to do? And I say, I, I, I want to be a servant. I want to inspire people the way that you're inspiring me to change my life. You're going to see a whole new world and you're going to see opportunities and you're going to see that every neshama that you just connected to in this place are neshamas that are going to serve Hashem we're going to inspire and bring the Geulah Shleim of Amen. Thank you very much.